Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. 
proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Tony Basilio, welcome you to our Thursday edition. The great John Adams is going to join us here momentarily. Presented by our friends at Senior Helping Seniors. Hope you're having a uh, wonderful Thursday. Prayers up to Philip Fulmer and his family as uh, he uh, is undergoing a procedure today. So if you're a praying person, say a prayer for Philip Former and his family today. First things first. And then in the meantime, a couple days away from week zero, Matt Dixon, has it uh, dawned on you yet that this is faux real, my friend? Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm can't can't wait. I'm I'm really excited. We're you know, not a great slot this weekend, but we're we're getting there. Are you having a Vanderbilt watch party at your place? Should I throw a Vanderbilt watch party? Would you come, Matt, for the beginning of week zero? If I throw a Vanderbilt watch party. But you probably need a watch party because I'm not sure their stadium's going to be ready. Matt, I'm looking at the temperature for Nash de Vegas on uh, Saturday, and it's going to be a high of 96 degrees, race fans. 96 degrees down there. 
What time do they kick off, Bry? I, I mean, thought it was seven a or seven p.m. Seven their time. It will be uh, hotter. I'm sure, it's a prime time game. Yeah, because it's Hawaii. It's got to be later in the day because Hawaii's got to, you know, they're five hours ahead. Brian, Brian, TV doesn't care about Brian, Hawaii. Yeah, I mean, Travis. Brian, what are you talking about? You, you think television cares about Hawaii? They would 7.30 p.m. 7.30 p.m. So, so that's, that's a 6.30 down there or 8.30 down there. What is 7.30 p.m.? 6.30, 6.30 there. I bet it's... What is it, Hawaiian time? I bet, John, on a 96-degree day, John, metal bleachers, 7.30. You think that thing will be nice and warm, toasty warm when they walk into that thing at 7.30 at night? Get there about 7? I think it will be toasty. I think uh, it will play to Vanderbilt's advantage with uh, a lot of quality depth there based on all their recruiting. (laughs) 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 Poor Poor Vandy Joe. I mean, they're stacked at running back. There ain't enough pineapples in the world, Brian Hartman, to uh, get me to watch that game. Clark Lee said he's got the best. He's going to have the best program in the country. I love Clark Lee. Yeah, he's good. I'm four guys like that. You know, I was thinking about. uh, I just never got around to doing it. About maybe a column on encouraging Tennessee fans to take over. Vanderbilt Stadium for the Hawaii game. Oh, oh, for the. I was think. Well, that would be kind of a fun week zero project. Wow. (laughs) Except you have to go to the game, Matt. That would be the only issue. Well, had we beat South Carolina last year, remember I was saying we should check her Vandy for that final game for the playoff spot. Yes, we we blew this out, but we could have checkered Vandy for for that final game when we beat them. Was it fifty six to nothing? When it literally looked like Clark Lee forgot they were playing a game that week and they didn't game plan at all. Matt, I thought, and I thought that was the worst Vanderbilt performance I'd ever seen. And think about all, all that encompasses. They it, were playing for a bowl game. Like, they had upset Kentucky and Florida, like, had a lot of momentum. Tennessee coming off that bad. And they literally looked like they weren't ready to play at all. Well, kudos yeah. to them. You know, uh, there's recruiting implications with what John suggested here. Yep. Because that would show outstanding players like uh, Nico on the West Coast that, hey, you guys should come to Tennessee and we're pulling for you. Yeah, a lot of those Hawaii kids. Come come play for Tennessee. You know those really good Hawaii kids could literally care less. And I mean care less. So I'm looking at Zen Sports right now. And if you guys want to take Hawaii straight up bet to win, play the money line, Plus 775. Plus 775 bucks. Or plus, well, I I guess the odds are 7 to 1. So. What's the line on the game? The line on that game is 17 and a half points. Bango. Beach. Blanket. Blango. Timmy Chang coaching. Remember watching him play. I love Timmy Chang, man. Yeah. What? Uh, 
I don't know, though. I mean, should Vanderbilt be favored by 17 over anybody? Vanderbilt smoked them last year. They went down there and they, beat them yeah, in that I high know, school stadium. Did. I know. Yeah, high school. The, the, like a high school team. Yeah, the problem with Hawaii, John, is they don't even have a stadium now. Yeah, that's right. They've let their program yeah. fall into complete and total disrepair, which I don't understand with the um, all those great players in Polynesia. How that can happen? There was a lot of well, good football players there, man. How can Hawaii so, let it go? They just let their program go. Yeah, they used to be pretty good. Yeah, they were entertaining. It was a good fit in the Mountain West. I, I like watching Hawaii. Yeah. What? Uh, there's so. A, what did they? Go ahead. Yeah, there's a county in Hawaii that actually has more NFL players per capita than anywhere in the country, except maybe LSU, maybe in Louisiana. Do you think uh, Hawaii, when it's recruiting players, and it doesn't have a stadium, so does it show them photos of what the stadium will be? You just no-sold Brian's comments. He just told you they have a county. Brian, repeat that. Vandy doesn't really have a stadium either. (laughs) I mean, think think about it. These two teams have played a home-and-home in one stadium was condemned, and they had to play in a high school field last year. And Vanderbilt Stadium should have been condemned five years ago. Should what if those teams two teams met midway? Where would they play, be playing? Somewhere in the water. <laughs> well, I was thinking, yeah, find an island somewhere. Literally, week zero, John. No offense to it, is atrocious. I'm not trying well, to crack on week zero. I guess it's I better than you. nothing. I can watch Southern Cal. It's got a guy going for a repeat high school. I like watching Caleb Williams. He'll put on a show. Good luck finding you know, it. Do you have Pac-12 Network, John? Yeah, it's the only place it's on. Yes, I do. Wow. What uh, what service do you have? Do tell, do tell. Comcast, a.k.a. Xfinity. Do I have it? Do I have do I have uh, – I didn't know I had the Pac-12 network. I guess maybe I do. You might have it, yeah. Dix, Dixie's wanting to watch Nevada. You've had it this whole time, Tone. And you're, you're the reason the thing's folding. <laughs> I didn't even know it was on my cable. We've been trying to get viewers across the country for years, and – they're like this guy. This guy's a real journalist, and he doesn't even. He's never watched our channel. I don't know. Hey, from wouldn't a, that that'd make a great soundbite if you're doing a story on the Pac-12 unraveling? Yes. Uh, let's go to a, a sports radio guy in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. Been out thirty years. Who doesn't know? Doesn't even know I have. Has it. the Pac-12 network? I do know we have the ACC. I do know we have the ACC. I do know we have the Big Ten. You know, the Big Ten started all the fun with that deal. They they started that network, and it went great guns. And um, the interesting thing about college football is that just when you think you have the answers, it changes the questions on you. And conventional wisdom, it doesn't work out. The target's always moving. That's why this year is so interesting. And I wanted to talk to you guys about some of the different themes that we've kind of identified coming into the season. John, I want to get your thoughts. The number is 865-200-5402. We're flying today. Uh, John Adams in here, Seniors Helping Seniors, and, and we're going to do our thing. When I look ahead to the year, though, and I think about conventional wisdom, right, these things that you kind of 
come to believe, and then they end up not being true. For instance, when Texas first started their network, the belief was they're going to take off now. they got their own network. It's unstoppable. I don't know that I've ever seen their network. I don't know that anybody's ever seen their network. I've never seen it. I saw it once in a on a trip in Amarillo about five years ago, coming back big, home. I'm a big and fan that, of Amarillo. Are you really? That's the only place. Yeah. That's the only place I've seen it. They have the big Texan steakhouse where you can eat a set. We talked about this before. I think yep. eat a 72 ounce steak. Baked potatoes, shrimp cocktail, and a salad. You get it free. Don, I've been there twice. It, oh, you went to the Big Texan? Yes, Everything I that I got. I Man, love that song. I only, I, I only, I only got to about nine. I had a nine-ounce steak. That was it. So hey, I was lightweight. Hey, Amarillo by Morning, George Strait, and the yeah, Ace and the I Whole Band you. is a great, not good, that's a great country song. That's some great soul right there. I don't care what kind of genre, genre of music you like. That's some great soul. By the way, happy birthday to my man, um, Leroy Lefty Glenn. Found out Leroy's real name is Glenn yesterday, Brian. And I, and I uh, want to uh, thank him for the invite to his birthday party. And uh, I went yesterday and brought hats and other accoutrements and gifts. And my respects to Leroy, who lives for others. So uh, thank you, Leroy slash Lefty slash Glenn. We love you. Happy birthday, my uh, favorite Martian. Did you bring a ticket or two? No, but he did ask me. You you want my ticket. So um, let's see. What else? So we are going to talk about some of the themes around college football this year. John, your thoughts on, because the Sentinel ran a piece, you can go ahead and rename the arena. Do that all you want. You better leave Neyland Stadium alone. That's a sentiment you guys uh, came to. Well, that's and I got some emails on that, too. Uh, the thing with naming uh, Thompson Bowling Arena at Food City Center is that the man who, the, they weren't part of Tennessee's athletic lore. I mean, Thompson was a contractor, and he he built it, and he wanted that he he didn't want just his name on it. He wanted the university president's name on it too. So that I thought that was nice, but yeah, it, that's but when you start and I. See, I do this the same thing that everybody does with Neyland Stadium. I do it with the Lindsey Nelson Stadium because I knew Lindsey. And he was one of the greatest announcers in sports history. And he's from Tennessee. He's part of Tennessee. And how see, quickly, would, John, are they That pulling, would really bother me. How quickly are they going to pull his name off that stadium? Well, maybe they'll do it the way they did Thompson Bowling. What if they do Lindsey Nelson Stadium? At uh, Kroger Center. Matt, I'm going to give you the floor now to apologize to the, because your name was used in vain several times yesterday on here. And I know you were lurking over in our Twitter spaces and more places, slash X spaces. Matt, I would like you to, because your name came up, Matt. Your uh, Vandy Joe called you out, a couple other people said that you need to kind of own this now. You've been rather punitive, and you've said 
pejoratives regarding down through the years, Kroger Field for the Kentucky Wildcats. And now, Matt, we got the FCC. By the way, did you guys know that Kroger has a small little uh, shopping mall in Rupp Arena, uh, a small little grocery store, a little mini Kroger, dare I say? So you can go to a game and shop. The way Kentucky's been playing of late in a tournament, people may rather shop there than watch basketball. Another thing I want to get well, into. It's not just a little cro- cro- Rupp Arena is connected to a shopping mall. Like that's where yeah, it's, it's in of. there with the Hyatt Regency. Yeah, there's a hotel and a shopping mall. It's not just yeah. a mini Kroger. It, yeah, Rupp Arena is, is a shopping mall. But they have a Kroger in their deal, part of their deal. And I wonder if Tennessee will put a little food city. Uh, in their uh, in their in their deal, and John, back in the day, fans aren't like this now. But can you imagine back in the day if you'd have given fans access to things in a shopping mall? How much stuff would be on the floor at the end of a basketball game? <laughs> I mean, think about that. Yeah. The eggs would sell out. Eggs would sell yeah. out every game. People are soft now compared to what they used to be. You know, you can throw a banana a long way. Those old, old schoolers used to tell me, John, in the 60s in basketball games in this, in this league, that people would sit under the, under the uh, bench and heat up pennies or heat up coins and flip them at people when they were shooting foul shots. Games weren't televised. Anything went. They said, hey, if you, if you really want to have focus, trouble focusing – have somebody have somebody flipping hot pennies at you. Yeah, I mean, uh, I remember when in, in the 19 Charlie Charlie McClendon was LSU football yep. coach. A fan threw a whiskey bottle at him when he was leaving the field. A whiskey bottle. Yeah, those were back then. Well, a fan threw a must a mustard bottle at Kiffin or a oh, golf ball. Oh come at Kiffin. on, Kiffin. So that's what that's what you need the Food City for. Sell the mustard bottle. Sell the mustard bottle, the Lane Kiffin mustard. So what I want to do today is let's name certain sections of Thompson Bowling Arena after people. After some of our sports figures, after people in our community. I mean, what sections of the arena, who, who deserves to have? Who, I got one. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the kids section. To be a kids section would be named after would be the uh, Travis Henry section, former Vol running back, played a had good career in the NFL. Yeah, that kind of thing. He could eight eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Thanks, Bry, and that's good, Bry. You left a tender moment alone there. I'm I'm kind of proud of you. Uh, is it, that really a tender moment? Is Otani out, guys? What's the latest on Otani? Is he out, Matt? What's the what am I hearing? People are texting me saying, "Poor Otani, what happened to him?" Do you he all won't know? Pitch again this year? He what? He won't pitch again this year. They say. I think he still might play in the wow on the lineup. Really? That really sucks. Hey, no question. This team is pretty much out of it, so 
So he's he, been out he, of it for like four years. So yeah, yeah. but that doesn't <laughs> yeah. really change. I guess it's it's better this happened with them than if he had gotten traded to some as a rental to some you know team in the playoffs, and then that happened. That would that would really suck. I think the fact that he got that he's injured in his arm—it's basically uh, a layman's term. He's a—he's got a tired arm. I think Max Scherzer had that in the playoffs a while back, which I thought was yeah. unfortunate. But uh, yeah, I think it gives even more credence to what he's done. It's so hard to do what he's done. Oh, it's unbelievable! I mean, think, it's, it's unbelievable. One of the greatest things in sports. It's unbelievable, and. and and the thing is, he doesn't speak our language, you know. Yeah. And, and so he's not tremendously marketable from that perspective. He might be the most extraordinary athlete in the history of team sports, if you stop and think about it. Because here's the thing I, about playing both positions, and I just know this from knowing people around that game. First of all, Berkey used to say one of the hardest things to do in sports is to hit major league pitching. And I'm going to have to say that's probably very accurate. I'm going to say that's a very hard thing to do to any clip. He's excellent at it. This guy is a top. In terms of posi- in terms of sl- uh, guys with a bat in their hand, he's a top, 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 top five type bat. That's one. Then to be able to pitch and be a top 20 arm in the game, imagine, John, these days, all the information, the scouting reports, they bog these guys down with. They load these guys up with. And he's getting it from both sides to be able to play at that level. Not only play at that level, but play at an ultra-high level at that level. It'll never be You talk about something that'll never be done. This guy's doing things that you just can't. It's been 100 years. It's been 100 well, I, years. I, so when you say the greatest athletes, you... I think you have to say Babe Ruth. Yeah. Otani and uh, probably Jim Thorpe. You'd have to put Jim Thorpe in there yeah. in the top three. Because we didn't see him. You didn't and maybe see in, him, a, in, in my lifetime. Athlete yeah. Running, I mean, in in my lifetime, in my lifetime, I would go Bo Jackson and Otani based on what I've seen. Bo Jackson, before he blew that hip out, what he could do in baseball, what he could do on a football field. And then when they did that 30 for 30 him, on him, and they talked about how he was at the beach, and he was in like three feet of water. Now, who knows if this is uh, made up or not, urban, yeah. urban legend. But they said he could do a flip out of water. He was that strong. And I'm not – I mean, that sounds insane and ridiculous, but with that guy – that one highlight of him where he climbed the wall in Kansas City to catch a ball just to do it, fly ball to center field, he ran up the wall like he was at a carnival or something and reached out and caught a baseball. I'm like, what planet did this dude come from? I remember interviewing him in the Auburn locker room when he was a running back there. Uh, I was a columnist in Jacksonville at the time. He was just sitting up on a table in shorts, mm-hmm. I mean, his his thighs look like somebody's uh, stomach. It was 
it was so big. His thighs were so enormous. He had such a who was the who was the guy we had on from Auburn, the the announcer, former player. We had him on in the summer. Uh, the, the, the the baseball guy. Who who's the guy that does their baseball? Really good dude. Um, yeah. Who was Greg, that, Brian? Greg Olson. Olson. Is Greg, Greg Olson? The pitcher. Remember the story told about he was. They were standing. They were standing in the outfield. Yeah. And Bo Jackson shot an arrow. Right. He was trying to hit a squirrel in a tree. Yes. And it landed right by him. Yes. Greg Olson. And I, mean, I said, the, and we, and one of us asked Greg, "Did you, did you say something to him?" And he said, "No. I kind of like living." He said, I went over basically and retrieved his arrow and gave it back to him because he's Bo Jackson and I'm not, and I don't want to get hurt. I don't remember Bo Jackson ever doing anything no. inappropriate. Oh, no. He never rested. That sweet, I know. He never, sweet soul. Sweet guy. Just a good guy. Yeah. I mean, Herschel Walker, I mean, this guy was a sprinter. I. See, I go back when I yep. was a kid in LSU. Had a running back named Billy Cannon, very the great Billy Cannon. Time. Yes, won sir. Heisman Trophy. Yes, sir. And you can see his Halloween run against Ole Miss to win mm-hmm. a national number one versus number two shootout. This guy, who the man who trained him, Alvin Roy, became a strength coach with the. Uh, he was out of his time in terms of strength and conditioning. He uh, he said Billy Cannon could have been an Olympic champion weightlifter i mean back then this is 1958 59 or last two years he was 6 220 pounds and ran the 100 yard dash i think he broke 9.5 seconds yeah he was an unbelievable athlete and herschel walker because of his sheer strength and and speed and all that kind of good but otani I guess the point is, when you're doing that the way he's doing it, two different ways, and you're doing something we've never seen, he's up there with Bo Jackson in my book. Because there's no telling what that guy, if you look at his size, too, the way he can run, that's a big, huge human being that can fly. I mean, he's a great fielder, too. That's the thing about it. There's nothing, to me, if you were to put that guy at tight end, he could play for somebody. There's nothing that guy couldn't do. What about basketball? Oh, there's no doubt. This LeBron James guy, there is no question. You could line him up at defensive end tomorrow and put him through one camp, one NFL training camp, and he'd go out there and be an effective player. With his length and size and all that stuff and speed and closing speed, let's get uh, Goldie in here. Goldie, welcome in. Well, I had to just come in and chime in on our since we're naming Tommy Ball today. All right, we're naming we're naming FCC. different yes, we're naming uh, different sections of the Tommy Bowl for whomever comes to mind. Well, well, the one that very first came to mind, and it's very going to be very rightfully known, is going to be the Jimmy Cheek nosebleed section. That is really good. That is really, (laughs) really. Okay, to the uninitiated, to the youngsters, explain who Jimmy Cheek was and explain why he gets the nosebleed section. Well, Jimmy Cheek was one of the best chancellors that's ever come through the system. We'll just put it that way. 
What a <laughs> what a classic guy. He's, he's and, being sarcastic. Uh, he was in, I forget which press conference it was in, but he was digging up in there so far in his nose that he's probably going to make his nose bleed. And then decided he'd eat it after that. So uh, that was uh, that's some of the brain donors we've had over there. John, yeah, do you remember that occurring? Do you remember? Can you confirm nor deny that that occurred here? I did, I not, I did not see that. I know it was much talked about. I miss it. Don't really want to see it. I do remember he was speaking to a group. There's a video. I'll tomorrow. send you the video. I'll send you the, the video, Andrew, John. What? I'll send you the video. I, I don't want to see it. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I know what that looks like. No. He was speaking to like an agriculture he was speaking at agriculture college or the English department or some group of people, and there was a little kid running around knocking over chairs and stuff. Stuff and Jimmy, Jimmy the Cheek said, uh, "That's a rambunctious little fella. He'll probably grow up to be a gator." <laughs> I, I mean, hey Jimmy, you're not at Florida anymore, and, and they're kind of a rival. At oh my gosh. I remember watching Joe really read the room. Lady Falls AD leading him around Thompson Bowling, uh, soon to be Food City Center, uh, leading him around. I mean, she didn't have him on a leash, but the way they were moving, it looked like she had him on a leash. And just okay, <laughs> Jimmy, let's go, let's go over here to the salad bar. Come on, come on, <laughs> Chancellor of the University. Uh, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. So you're in the lead right now for my, uh, my the kids section with Travis Henry. Goldie's in the lead right now for the gift card to Alumni Hall. All new stuff with the uh, upcoming football season upon us. Uh, make sure when you go to the game, you're game ready with my friends at Alumni Hall. And you can also shop online at alumnihall.com. Goldie, anything else for us here on the way out? No, nope, but I'll be listening to it from the West Caribbean there starting. Oh, there will be some absolutely simple, simpleton. Um, thank you. There will be some simpleton uh, replies to this. So we're going to help Danny White and the gang over at Tennessee, which, by the way, people were expecting me to like go crazy about this yesterday. We're in an era now where none of this is going to surprise me. And by the way, you're going to wake up one day, and there's going to be a name on Nealon Stadium. That's going to happen. John, within fill in the blank, how many years? Ten. Easy. These people are addicted to revenue. And, and also, by the way, part two, you're going to see betting windows in these venues. That's going to happen. These people, listen, they like are... A race. A horse race. Sure. They're addicted to revenue, man. And the more they make, the more they're going to spend. Go ahead, Bry. The Buzz Peterson swizzle section. Buzz Peterson swizzle. I was thinking that Buzz Peterson needs to get a popcorn um, a popcorn type machine named after him. Bry, you're popping for some reason, buddy. I don't know what to say, but you're feed or we need to work that out what do you think matt bob bus peterson popcorn stand is that what comes that, to mind or are you could just name the black curtains after buzz buzz's black curtains or buzz peterson back curtains i i, 
I remember almost nothing from the Buzz Peterson era. I did that with Butch Jones. Oh, I remember Butch. People people talk about, well, we're going to name some stuff after him. 865-200-5402. There's so much out there from Tennessee lore. Jimmy Cheek gets his own nosebleed section, which is really well played by Goldie. Goldie, you're in the lead right now. We've got the Travis Henry family section. We've got the Buzz Peterson popcorn stand and the Buzz Peterson black curtains. What will um, what will Coach Barnes get? What will Stephen F. and Pearl? Can we do something with him? I want you to put your thinking cap on eight six five two hundred five four zero two. And then as we as we go along today, I want to go through some of the themes of the year and talk to John about how he thinks these things are going to play out because there's so much interesting stuff. Like today, I saw a story in this section. Hang on. I saw a story today, John, where um, your guy down at Texas A&M, Jimbo, Jimbo, was saying, man, he really loves his new offensive coordinator because it's freed him up to do a lot of other stuff. Sure you do. Really, lo- yeah. really loves him. Really loves having him there. What does he do? A lot of extra stuff that could imply a like second guess as offensive coordinator. Bobby, if he does that to Bobby Petrino, yes. he will leave. He will leave in the middle of the game. Bobby Petrino would just walk away. All right. I asked Hugan in this year, what are the chances? Because he helped me come up with this list. What are the chances, in your humble opinion, that those two guys, by the time they get to Knoxville, are feuding? Pure set number on that. I, I, Middle I of the season. Know. It Mid- might be after Knoxville. It's like week seven. This could be the one that what? breaks them. If they come in here and we stymie them. We might, yeah, but we might be overdoing this because it's fun to think about. It's very fun to think about. It's very fun to think about, but Jimbo Fisher... He knew what he was getting when he hired Bobby Petrino, and Bobby Petrino knew whom he, for whom he was going to work for. Bobby Petrino has quietly been rebuilding his career. Yeah. I wonder if Bobby Petrino tries to undermine him. And get in there and get that job. And they forced, they forced Bobby Petrino on him. Hughie was kind of whispering that last week on here. Not, he thinks that he was forced on him. He doesn't think that that's something well, that. Well, that's a what? Think of some other guys. Think of another. Yeah. Who was it? I'm trying to think of guys that were forced on coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, Houston Nutt, uh, Frank Brawls forced uh, Gus Malzahn. Sure did. Him. Gus was not well received there. The rest of the staff referred to him as high school. That's right. Yeah. Dawson Sari was forced on Dooley. That's right. By um, uh, uh, Davy Boy Hart. Sincere, after the yep. after the Kevin Steele debacle. That's right. Is he is he one of, maybe one of the worst defensive coordinators in SEC history? Where is Sal Sincere now? He's somewhere. I think he's coaching somewhere. He is. Is Quality that the guy? Control guy? Maybe I think he's a position coach. I think that's the guy that looks like Buddy Hackett. Is that right? And we used to call him on the air, Buddy Can't Hack It. That was our nickname for I, him. Yeah, I remember that. That was a good nickname. I, you know, he reminded me a little bit of Fred Flintstone. 
He definitely, yeah. And there was kind of a Neanderthal quality to his defense. I mean, they just kind of. He's the defensive tackles coach at Colorado. Boom. Who, by the way, now that we're in the NIL era, if you watch Colorado practice video, you will see not last names on the back of numbers, but you will see social media handles. At Matt Dixon underscore three. Tony, I'm writing a column. It's I've already written it. We'll go up on our website at knoxnews.com tomorrow mm-hmm. at 5 a.m. It's mm-hmm. on who will be the first player to change his name for an NIL deal. It's going to happen. You can count on it. Change his name and get an, basically a naming rights deal for a player. And then I list some ideas I have for uh, Tennessee players. You mean like you change your name to sure Kroger? You change your name to Kroger's. You change your name to Food City. Like, uh, well, that's not a bad idea because there are kids no, out there that would do happen. it. It's it Chad Ochocinco did it. What did he call himself? Chad Ochocinco, right? What was his first real name? Like Chad Johnson, wasn't it? Chad Johnson. Am I imagining that? Yeah, Chad Johnson. And he changed his name to like just to joke around, Chad Oka, Ocho Sink. I know. So that that's going to happen. Uh, what uh, what about former university president John Shoemaker? You probably would want to put him in the high price section. I'll He's never fortune. Uh, I'll never. F- Which one was the guy that had the girlfriend the in rocket, Birmingham? You need to have a rocket. He did, cap, and he right? would he fly down there. And yes. is that him? He had. Yeah, the, he you guys had a field reason. day. The Sentinel had a field. The more you uncovered about that guy, the more was there. It was the most insane time to be doing talk radio here we had so i'm so irreverent anyway we had so much fun with that guy no i think the gilly guy is the one that had the no gilly was the guy that liked the woman that ended up on the spread of some magazine and he and he in the thing he's wait yeah 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 she posed in flowers like naked what was her name come on john Eight, we're, off, we're in the weeds here, but she was. This happened. This okay. was stuff. See, it's so I, normal I right now remember. here. Pamela. Pamela. Right. Pamela. Pamela something. Pamela something. Well, and she was in that. She posed in rose petals naked. You don't believe? You don't remember that? No. Another thing we need to show you. So now you've got to see the Jimmy Cheek video, and you've got to see that. Two things you can't unsee. Those are two things you can't unsee. Those are trust me, trust me. The creeps. I would rather look at the. Let's do that before I get myself in trouble. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. We've got folks who want to speak on Twitter Space. We got folks who want to speak on the phone lines. We're wide open for you. We're going to do some of the themes, including the one with A and M. And are those coordinators going to fight? We've got so many. So many. Go over to tclub.team today. See some of the themes. He's John Adams. You can read his work uh, with your Knoxville News Sentinel. I continue with more on your Thursday after this. 
This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. Hello, it's me, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. July reminds me of red, white, and blue. If you were born in July, your birthstone is the ruby. King of the precious stones for its rarity, hardness, second only to diamonds. We have a beautiful collection from earrings to rings, modern and antique. If you were born in July, we'll take 10% off your purchase. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. 
Automobile Keys is a local, family-owned and operated car key programming business. Whether you need a smart key, switchblade key, key fob, transponder key, or just a basic car key replacement, we're your best choice for affordable, programmable replacement keys in minutes. Give us a call at 615-878-9087 or visit our website at automobilekeys.com. You can email us at cody at automobilekeys.com. Automobile Keys is a proud sponsor of Whitthorn Middle School football. Come by our van out front after the game and say hello. Go Tigers! This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. One of the fun things about doing a show like we're doing, which is contemporary and a little bit historical and a little bit tongue-in-cheek and a little bit irreverent but a little bit fun and a little bit rock and roll, is that you can kind of go back in history and just realize how nutty this place is. Because, John, we truly saw, as John Adams is with us on a Thursday, here in Knoxville, I can't speak for the rest of the world, but till recently, there's never been a dull moment here. Now, these people have all come in, and they've kind of calmed things down. Like, Danny White the other day had an unforced error on the Twitter thing, whatever. But for the most part, the president's kind of normal. The chancellor is extremely media savvy. Really smart lady. When you compare her to some of these, I mean, I don't even know how to describe some of the people we've seen. The football coach is social. Social misfits comes to mind. Social misfit. Yeah, that's right. The, the 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 football coach is almost too good to be true. Like you're expecting one day to wake up and go, oh, that's just a mirage. He's just a mirage. He just kind of appeared and you know. Rick Barnes, remember, kind of normal. Go ahead. Remember when Butch Jones had that press conference? It was a fashion show, and he had players modeling those. I new love him. Sean Sinclair said that he said something really absurd. I can't. I wish I could remember about double positives. I don't know. Let's go to our TLD logistics phone lines. Jay Griff, I'll get you over on Twitter Spaces eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Hello and welcome in. Hey, Philly. Appreciate you being there, buddy. How are you, John and uh, Matt and uh, Brian doing? I'm better now that you've called. Boom. <laughs> you think uh, it's a good thing PJ wasn't calling back when those rose petals were going on about J-Pay with Gilly. You know what? Philly, do you remember that woman's name, and do you remember the photo of her in the rose petals? I don't think I'm making that up. No, you're not making it up. There's a lot of crap going Pamela on. Reed. Powers, you know what? Mm. Pamela Reed. We got to name Reed. something after her. She wasn't a bad-looking woman was, either. Was that, her, was that her name? Is that right? Philly, I'm going to ignore that you just said that. But J-Way <laughs> Gilly, in, 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 an, in, a, in an email, in an email published by the New Sentinel, because they had a field day with that dude. Jay Wade Gilly said to her, you are like an ice cream sundae that I can't eat. I'm not sure what that means, but I think I have a pretty good idea. Well, well, well. How's uh, Matt feel now that uh, we can't, he can't make fun of Kroger Field anymore? Yeah, Matt. Matt stayed silent on that. So, oh, it's stupid. I, I mean, it's what, it is what it is, Philly. Really. I, I mean, I think it's stupid. I, everybody thinks it's kind of ridiculous, but... 
It does suck we can't make fun of Kroger Field anymore. Sure you can. You haven't named your football stadium after something. What do you mean you can't make a Kroger? A football stadium and a basketball arena are two different things. There's there's plenty of other stuff we can make fun of Kentucky for. What about Rupp Arena? Could it ever become uh, Rupp Arena or Food City Center? Do they have? Again, it's already part of a shopping mall. Yeah, okay. So it's it's already there. They Interesting. Just, not the nomenclature. Interesting. Yeah, they got they got a big old motel there too, don't they? Hotel and uh, Rupp Arena. The Hyatt Hyatt Regency, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, it is what it is. It's all about money. Uh, I hope this twenty million they're getting over ten years is going to be used to uh, fix the outside of Thompson Bowen Arena because it sure looks awful. It to call that thing a white elephant would be a real uh, insult to white elephants everywhere. That might be the ugliest building I've ever seen in my life when you drive by that thing. That is not inviting at all. It it looks like a monstrous warehouse. It really does. People, when I bring people to Knoxville, or I'm having family come down for the Amachi tailgate weekend. My niece is coming with her family. And when you drive by that arena, they go, what's that? And you go, I just go, don't worry about it. It's nothing. I just keep on going. It's embarrassing, <laughs> Phil. I don't want to tell somebody that's at an arena. Do you know that uh, where the Thompson Bowling Arena, where you go up the ramp there on that on the side, uh, that's where they supposedly that the uh, walkway all the way to South Knoxville is going to be built right there if, that, if, if funding ever comes about. So that walkway will connect? Yeah. The top of Thompson Bowling Arena to the other side of the of the river. Yeah, that's an interesting idea. No, I did not know that. But uh, I don't know where the money's going to come from. Oh, I'm sure if they're talking about it, they've got some sort of funding already lined up. Hmm. Well, it could uh, revitalize my part of town, good and uh, it telling all this stuff is uh, you you know what's really out of control. Our rent prices right now in our area, all of a sudden, at, at, at apartment buildings. Yeah, I know a lot of stories on that. And it's, it's really sad. I, I, it's, sad. It's really sad what they're doing to working people. It's yeah. it's almost immoral, actually. No offense. Is there any way uh, Jimbo can uh, borrow uh, uh, Harley Davidson from uh, you-know-who? The offense coordinator. I wonder if uh, I wonder if he still rides a bike. I wonder if Petrino still rides. I don't know, but that was an awesome photo of him with the the white neck brace and that, a scratched up face, kind of ruddy complexion. Yeah. John, John, do you think the neck brace was real, or do you think he was doing that for sympathy? These are football coaches now we're dealing with. I think it was real. I think it's one of the greatest maybe sports photos maybe in my lifetime. Did you ever see my serious football video that was a parody of that? No. Yeah, I was at uh, Harley Davidson there on Clinton Highway, got on the Harley, and Heather Harrington was on the back, a blonde volleyball player for people who were really, you know, Mm -hmm. in the know. Mm Mm-hmm. And I did a thing talking about some game and never said I was trying to be. I had a I had a neck brace on, too. Did you put a little rouge on? 
I don't remember that, but I probably did. That's a. She's a good sport for doing that. Well, how do people? Did people put make the connection? Some people did, yeah. <laughs> John's crazy. John, who's going to be the surprise team in the SEC? I mean, yep. Football. There's always Philly a good surprise, and there's always a bad surprise. So that can go either way. You know, I've thought about that some. I, I think there are a lot of teams that you kind of have them grouped in a certain area. Like when you look at the SECs, you go Georgia, Tennessee, and then you got South Carolina, Kentucky, maybe even Missouri if you want to stretch it a bit, and perhaps Florida. But I give Florida no chance as a surprise team. Maybe Missouri could be because I have Missouri rights. I think six in the East. Uh, I would probably say in the East that there would be a surprise team because I don't. I kind of downgrade it would be Kentucky. Um, I think it has a pretty good starting team. I don't think there's quality depth there, but if Devin Leary, quarterback from NC State, plays the way he did in 2021 before his injury, that they could cause problems for people in the West. I kind of started to wonder about Auburn. I think Hugh Freeze is a great coach. Uh, Too soon. I think it was a good. It was a good deal that he for Auburn that the Michigan State transfer won the job. That because if he hadn't beaten out Robbie Ashford, you know that kid uh, was just, that kid was dreadful though at Michigan State last year. So we'll, well see. What I, but he but he throws the ball better than Robbie Ashford does. You throw the ball better than Robbie Ashford does. Yeah, but look what Hugh Freeze did with that quarterback at Ole Miss who beat Alabama. Nobody ever heard of him. He was remember that guy no name beat Alabama. He was he was a transfer quarterback that that Hugh Freeze brought in there and he beat Alabama. Yeah, yeah, great development for Tennessee football if we can get Auburn back to beating Alabama. Knock him down a peg. Well, think about how bad Auburn was under Brian Harson. I totally yet in 2021 we were there. If not for Bryce Young in that last drive, Auburn would have beaten. Well, if Auburn doesn't run out of bounds, they win the game. Remember, they mismanaged the end of the game. They still had them beat. Oh, I I know. That's what. That's my point. Yeah. Did you put Hugh Freeze in that? I think that uh, Iron Bowl could be really interesting this season. Alabama is one of my uh, Philly. They're one of my teams that I've got a decent amount of variance on this year in terms of the season they could have. They could win it all or they go 9-3, and 8-4 and four, they don't get any quarterback play. They really well, Tony, can't. I saw, Tony, I saw where you had the, the Georgia quarterback is kind of a question mark uh, in your blog today. Is, yeah. uh, is he not that good? Huguenin, again, I'm going to, we're, we're back to the themes. We'll get into this maybe a little next hour. Huguenin said and Mike Huguenin's a guy, he's got no dog in this one way or the other. He said there were people in Jacksonville that were really surprised, despite where he's rated, that Georgia found him to be such an attractive quarterback because he was so bad his senior year in high school. Which is interesting. <laughs> interesting thing to say about a guy. I, I'm, yeah. He said, look, I'm from Florida. I live here. I got friends in Jacksonville, friends I trust, people that went Psalm. Did you... John used to work in Jacksonville. Did you work with Huguenin in Jacksonville? Is that where you got to know him, John? Yes. So that uh-huh. lines up. That lines up then. He's yeah, like, and, 
And you know, though, the thing though about Carson Beck, I know he hasn't been a starter, but I've seen him play. The guy can throw the ball. And I don't know about how he'll play under pressure, uh, that kind of thing, or how well he processes things on the field, how quickly yeah. he does, but he can throw the ball. So, and he's got good receivers. I just don't see him being a an abject failure there as Philly, a quarterback. Philly, this season's such a tweener year for everybody that there's a million questions for every team. Even a team like yeah, Georgia's picked to win it all. Yeah, everybody's you know, got questions. One more question I get off here. Where's Urban Meyer going to coach again? I know he is. I mean, he's got too much of an ego. See? Thank you, Philly. And that Swamp Kings, Swamp Kings documentary is being panned from coast to coast. It's now on Netflix because they didn't talk about anything. They didn't talk about anything, anything. It was like a puff piece. Who wants to watch a documentary in 2023 that's a puff piece? I mean, you got to tell the truth now. This isn't 1978. You make a documentary... You can't, you've got to talk about Aaron Hernandez. You've got to talk about those you things, don't, make don't you? A documentary without some kind of controversial thing behind it. You're, well, you've got to tell the whole story. I mean, they told the Tim Tebow Tim Tebow is one of my favorite athletes ever for the way he played, conducting himself, comported himself, and the person he is. But Aaron Hernandez is a part of that story. And the way they cut corners down there and Urban Meyer's nature is part of that story. Yeah, I think you should be. I think sometimes, though, uh, when you look back at that era, I mean, they, that Aaron Hernandez connection, I mean, some people make it sound like uh, that Urban Meyer had covered up Aaron Hernandez's murders. He didn't do that. There are some that think he did kill people there, though, John. I know, but there was a proof. I don't think I don't think Urban Meyer went out and signed a murderer. I mean, come on. But there was that one account. As soon as he was on campus, like the first night, he got into that pretty violent fight at that bar that Tim Tebow had to go pull him out of there. Tebow's talked about that. Yeah, it, Tim Tebow would make a great bouncer. I would not mess with Tim Tebow. Nobody would. And can you see him actually physically throwing a guy through a door? Yes. Somebody was describing, it was yesterday, a caller, I think it was Ryan, called in and said, you know, he had forgotten how herky-jerky and crazy Tim Tebow's throwing motion was. You know, he was really effective, but he had that kind of odd delivery. And he yes. did. He did have an odd delivery. But you forget about that because now everybody's so robotic. The way they deliver the ball kind of looks the same with most guys. Right. He had well, a, Go ahead. I, well, uh, excuse me, Tony. I, I thought, though, he was successful at it and went to the NFL, and they changed his throwing motion. No doubt. That That is doesn't work. I don't think that works very often. Maybe a subtle change, but not a major change. They changed the way through. He would have been go better off. He became less accurate, had less arm strength after he went to the NFL than when he was at Florida. But back to Urban Meyer, Texas or Oklahoma? It, see, I, I question both of those coaches. I don't know if either one of them is going to make it. Why wouldn't one of those schools hire Urban Meyer? And they're both brands, national brands, that he would probably jump at. Let's get Jay Griffin here. Jay Griff, welcome in through the magic of 
uh, Twitter Spaces. Hello, welcome in. You're on the air. You hear me, all right? Yeah, go right ahead. Hey, uh, I thought about one of the concessions being the Bruce Pearl's Cookout Grill. That is phenomenal. Bruce Pearl's bar- hamburgers, hot or, dogs. And, Bruce uh, Bruce Pearl's barbecue. Didn't he, didn't he have a bar? Is, didn't he? Isn't that that's what happened, John? Right? As outdoor bar- yeah, barbecue. That'd be nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, good Bring idea. Back Bruce's barbecue. Bring Bruce's, back Bruce's barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. One of the uh, specials could be the Aaron Craft special. <laughs> Wasn't that the recruit that he got in trouble? Yeah, at Ohio State. Uh huh. With real craft cheese. What about? Uh, <laughs> Uh, Jerry Green. What what can hey, you white cheese? Real craft white cheese. Cheese. Um well I mean one of the uh, one of the beer concessions could be named after Jerry Green. Though, damn, right? Brian. Now that's over the top. Picking on poor Jerry Green. <laughs> could you have a like a, a beach theme in one part of the arena because he kinda wanted to didn't he go doesn't he live on the beach now? Good for him, Jerry Green. You know you know you know he named this boat? 420s. First 420 win seasons here. That's a true story. I'll, Jerry Green's an all-time character. That's a guy that won and talked himself and behaved himself into getting fired, though he won. There are very few of those guys out there. you got to give him credit. They were so tired of him when they ran him out of here, John. How tired were they of him? Yeah, it's uh, it's almost like he was trying to get fired. No doubt about it. And he did it before the real big money era. Uh-huh. These guys today, you know Jimbo Fisher's thinking, look, you want to pay me $73 million and fire me? Do you know how much money $73 million is? You want to pay me 70? Yeah, yeah and, and he likes living in Texas. I think he'll probably live there. He'll have his ranch. He'll live on a ranch. Yep. Amarillo by morning. Anything else for us, uh, <laughs> Jay Griff? I did watch that uh, Florida special <laughs> yesterday and. uh they were. They did say that basically the university runs that town at that time. I don't know if they still do or not. And uh, said that a lot of the athletes that got in trouble, it just stuff kind of just disappeared or got swept under, and uh, or that got thrown out on all these technicalities that they would come up with. But it, it said that they basically ran the the city council and the police department. So, you know, it all had to be approved before they can, you know, hold anybody accountable. Well, I listen, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you. In these small, in these medium-sized college towns, generally speaking, if you're doing your job as a sports administrator, you've got a pretty good relationship with the authorities. Sure. Yeah, the city council and everything. It's called smart. Particularly in in SEC country. Yeah, it's called being smart. Now, Pruitt didn't because that day Pruitt was on the phone. Was it the Banks thing where he got caught in an open mic? They had like that recording of him that they released where he goes. Yeah, the the, the body cam deal. Yeah, we're going to do this. We don't do this in Alabama. I think it's harder to do when you have a bigger force, though. But see, and, uh, and yeah, and Knoxville's a bigger. It's not bigger yeah, area. It's much bigger. It's not really a college town. No, I mean, it's, it's a big a, place. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, 
Gainesville is a much smaller, right? Than here. Yeah, it's quite a bit smaller. I don't it's even growing. think Maryville. I don't think Gainesville is as big as Maryville. I don't think. As we continue with more, eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Wow, hour two after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. 
Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Tint on Wheels is changing their Columbia location. You can now visit us at 406 South James Campbell Boulevard, the same window tinting you've trusted for over 30 years on all types of windows, car, business, or residential. We now offer accessories to elevate your ride. It's only getting bigger and better. With three locations, Columbia, Lewisburg, and Lawrenceburg, we do our best for you. Summer's coming. Let's get you ready. Call 931-619-TINT today. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. TB, back with back with you. It is hour two on the radio. John Adams is with us today, presented by our friends at Seniors Helping Seniors online at seniorshelpingseniors.com. If you want to get with us, my number is 865-200-5402. Tennessee's naming their uh, arena the FCC Center. Um, we got two prayer requests today. Prayers up for Mike Hamilton as uh, he uh, is fighting some health issues. And a friend of his called me last night and said, would you pass that along? And I said, absolutely. And then Philip Fulmer uh, prayers up. Their family's issued a statement as he's had a health set- setback as at a local hospital. So prayers up there. We are naming things inside of Thompson Bowling Arena with a Tennessee theme. You've done a really nice job with that through our number one. Let's review some of the things that we have so far. We've got the Bruce Pearl barbecue stand with real craft white cheese. That's their feature. Uh, they call that the SFP sandwich. Uh, that's the SFP special. Uh, so if you want to get the Stephen F. and Pearl special, it has real Kraft White cheese on it. The top of the arena will forever be known as the Jimmy Cheek nosebleed section. Of course, Jimmy Cheek was caught on camera. Those of you uh, eating right now, please turn your device down. Thank you. He picked a winner and ate it for dinner. Travis Henry has his own family section. John, why are you wincing? He, yeah, the, man he on, the man did it on uh, camera. The Jimmy, the, Jimmy the Cheek, I mean. It's not Jimmy the Cheek. It's Jimmy Cheek. I always call him Jimmy the Cheek. That's very Jimmy good. That's very mob. Very mob. I like that. But I just thought, yeah, he was a great guy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what in the world? Would he, would he be thriving in this era with betting? Are you kidding me? Jimmy the Cheek in this era at UT would last five minutes. No, I'm talking about Jimmy the Greek. Oh, my gosh. All those people, if they could see it. Got the Travis what, uh, family section. Buzz Peterson's got his own popcorn stand. He's got his own black curtains, too. So we've got the Buzz Peterson what, black curtains. What is curtain. the popcorn in Buzz Peterson? Wait, wait, I don't. I got. I didn't get that. Brian Hartman. Why we say popcorn? With okay. Uh, Roy Williams years ago. Uh, got on a rant when Peterson was fired because sure Peterson was under Roy Williams' wing. That's like right. In coaching. That's right. 
and they were good friends. That's right. And apparently, word got back to Roy Williams that that they were they weren't selling enough. No, no, like, no, 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 no. Because people weren't stop. coming to the games. They people fired him because they fired him, and he goes, "What? They fired yeah. him because they weren't selling any dat gum popcorn." Yeah, he said something about dat gum dat popcorn. Gum popcorn. Yeah, so that's where that comes from. These North Carolina guys, they want, they love telling you how to run your deal. Shut the hell up, Roy Williams. Moving along. God, what about we'll uh, beat them by twenty this year? I know. That, about, I'm telling you, you could take that and put it in stone right now. That will be a World Series game to Rick Barnes. That's how important should, that'll be. They should cut the Nets down after we do that. Well, they beat that team. They killed that team. That um. Uh, that that ended up playing in the finals that year. Remember when Tennessee ripped them limb from limb? You talk yeah. about something you can take to the bank. Take it. You can book that, Dano. What about um, a Wade Houston section? He was a prominent part of UT basketball lore. J. Wade Kelly Ice Cream Bar, the Rocky Top Cafe for John Shoemaker. Linda Benzel Myers needs something. Donna Thomas has her own. You could name the uh, history exhibit. She has. You could name the Wade exhibit. Houston section, section five twenty-two, for five and twenty-two. That's very good. That is. But you wouldn't. You wouldn't allow anyone to sit in it because there was hardly anybody in that arena when his teams played. That Wade Houston era will never be forgotten by this living fan. You took because I like dark humor and dark comedies, and that was that. Western Carolina beat them like on a Friday night, and that non-league. Tony, that that's the game where I sat at the top of the arena. Hello, how many people? There's, John, how many people were there? Western nobody, Carolina. Nobody. Nobody. Seven hundred. Eight hundred. I'm not oh, kidding. No, there were like there were like, I think that announced crowd was four thousand. There might have been a thousand. But what was odd about it, I'm sitting at the very top, and there's nobody in the section. I could hear people down at court on court level. And there's no cheering going on. They lost to that team. You could, hear, conversa- you could hear conversations in the stands. Yeah. Literally, two sections over. Yeah, you didn't want to be talking about somebody because they might hear you. Back to the phones we go. One other theme I want to introduce uh, into our we're, – we're mixing the old with the new today. We were talking about the dynamic between Jimbo and Fisher early. Quarterback situation at Bama, John. Going to linger or are they going to figure it out? Going to linger or are they going to fit which one? I think Jalen Miller will be the quarterback. Um I mean, the guy from Notre Dame I thought was pretty ordinary. If Ty Simpson were that good, I think we would have heard more about him sooner. He may be a better passer. The thing with Jalen Milrow, he didn't protect the football well, which is an obvious negative. And his passing accuracy left something to be desired. But they could construct an offense and maybe help him with in the passing area. But he is a dynamic running threat. And I think Alabama's kind of going a little more old school this year. That's a team uh, Tennessee could blow off the field if they throw Jalen Milrow out there. Well, let's get real. I mean, who are they going to throw out there? Come on, Tony. Jesus. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our next call in. I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, that's a type is, of team. Is, is, it, is it another borderline layup game if Milrow's the quarterback? Back to the phones we go. 
like South Carolina last year. I don't think that worked out real well. Hello and welcome into our next call. Florida is this year. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Yo. Hey, got a couple of sections. So uh, that that high price section that uh, Mr. Adams was talking about putting John Shoemaker in in the FCC or maybe the row that goes along the floor where the Haslam sits, uh, they could have that the prices of that section get renegotiated every year, and they call it, call it the Jimmy Shekshin section. I like that. Named after mm-hmm. Jimmy section, the Jimmy section section, and uh, we will explain Jimmy section here momentarily, named after Jimmy Sexton. But when you used to get called, those calls you used to get from those boiler rooms overseas telling you that you owed money and you had to pay money back, to the IRS. Did you ever get one of those calls? We, that, we got one on the air one day. That's what this gentleman's talking about. We called the number back. I explained to the guy, he goes, I explained to the guy that my name was Jimmy Sexton, kind of messing around. And he goes, oh, he goes, Jimmy Sexton. And then I proceeded to tell him that I had a couple clients, including uh, Nick Saban. And he goes, oh, Nick Saban. And I said, you know, he made $8 million last year, and we didn't pay a lick of tax. And he got really excited. He thought he had a live one on the line until I told him we were on the radio. But anyway, Jimmy Sexton. Is that, a, was Jimmy that an impersonation of, of Japanese people? I don't know what it was, but don't be politically incorrect on here. Did I think they're are they like a boiler room in Bangladesh. Yeah, oh yeah, they caught him. They were somewhere overseas, but that that fell as a listener to come up with Jimmy Section Section. So continue. That you got another impressive. one for us? Yeah, that's yeah, impressive. Yeah, I got another one for uh, a section for all those people that hate the current coach. Uh, they could sit in the Holy Joe row. Holy Joe! What? Can you imagine what the Holy Joe row would look like? Uh, just a total. Just a row of complete and total miscreants and never was. Just a bunch of clowns. All you people that attack Rick Barnes can peace because he's taking us to the Elite Eight this year. You know how I know? Because John Adams said so in his predictions a couple weeks ago in his column. When you were calling him pandering John on here, Brian, let's not, not hide from this fact. I think this could be his best team. I'm telling you, this team's going to the Elite Eight. Look how bad college basketball is. Boy, that Final Four was a great example of that. Oh, my gosh. It's a disgrace what they've done to major college basketball. A, Thank you, sir. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually a manager on the uh, Wade Houston team there. So anything we got now or since Bruce Pearl is uh, awesome. I say the year we are – that year, Brian was talking about we went five and twenty-five. That was Allen's last year, and then yep. Wade was the next year. But we didn't even have a. Uh, I guess well, I don't know. There's not a ceremony, but usually after the season, you get together and you know have a dinner or something. But it was pretty bad times. I've got one more if I can. Uh, if if you if you can't go to your can't go to the game, then you could give your tickets to a friend, and they could sit in the Tony Jones. I'm an interim fan section. <laughs> he was the interim coach. For, Thank you. Uh, coach Thank, Thank you, you, brother. The great Tony Jones, who I love. Gets a shout out. 
Tony could have There's his own little be... fashion deal over there. He could have his own. Uh, Tony was so Natalie attired when he would walk on the court. That purple suit he would wear. Go ahead, Bri. There needs to be a section for the Cubs. Back to the phones. Back to the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony. Well, uh, hello from Pennsylvania. Thank you. Good to talk to you from uh, the Commonwealth, as we say in the trade. The Keystone oh, I State. It was the key, the Keystone. It is the Keystone State. My bad. Thank you. The Commonwealth is Kentucky, but it is the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. But it is the Keystone State. And I think we used to have a slogan when I was a kid that said something like, um, "Oh God, what was the slogan?" Uh, people used to say it to me. It was real. It's really memorable. Go ahead. You've got a friend in Pennsylvania. You've got a friend in Pennsylvania. Brian, for you to pull that out of your alleged mind is really scary. You're in my prayers. I've got a, I've got two for you. If you Hit it. Allow me to zoom the, the first it. one, the uh, souvenir stand or the merchandise store. We could, uh, we could name all those, and even in Neyland Stadium, we could change those to call them. Uh, uh, the name of it would be Buyout. Buy buy out souvenir stand. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So for every ten dollars you spend, we give you the merchandise for free and a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> the whole buyout thing is just totally insane, John. How crazy it was here for a while. Just totally exhausting what went on here. It's. I mean, we live through it. It's crazy. I know, and it seems even crazier now when you look back on it, when there's sort of a sense of normalcy about right. it. I, I mean, you you would think with all those changes that surely you would have come across someone competent before now. John, now you have very, very competent leadership, but for so long, you just didn't have that. Like 12 years ago, somebody said to me over there, why are you so negative? And I said, why are you so dysfunctional? If you weren't so dysfunctional, we wouldn't be so negative. Like, we're not negative now. Like, I'm not negative towards this thing. I mean, if you're going to give a columnist and a talk show host something to talk about and write about, we are going, by the way, to talk about it, unless we're bought and paid for. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to write about it. It's pretty simple. And when those when those uh, texts from that president or whatever he was, were appearing in your newspaper on a slow drip deal. And then you had that one guy that had the thing with the China and the, the, the $7,000 grill and the one guy, the John girlfriend. Sh- John Shoemaker. One guy had the girlfriend down in. Um, he, he was the same one in Birmingham. <sighs> so great. I am so for that. And then Doug Dickey called a press conference. What did he what did he say to, uh, about Gary Lundy? It was insane. Uh, it was a Tony Harris. It was the most was dressed ins- in street clothes. He yes. was on the bench, and he went down to the other team's bench. Punched the guy. Like it's great, ready to rumble. Yes, ready to rumble. And uh, Gary wrote a really funny column. He asked me. He said, "John, do you think this is too strong?" I said, "No, it's perfect." <laughs> He knew what I would say. So and it was it's a great column. And so Doug Dickey uh, called a press conference the next day, like defending the player and, and ripping into Gary, who's one of the nicest people I that's ever lived. I think he called Gary a punk. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Gary Conklin. Or did Gary, Gary use he, he okay and Yeah, he got on Gary Lundy for calling Tony Harris yeah. Punk. And he and it said, was a horrible it was a horrible uh press. It was incredible. For me. It, 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 I remember writing that words were just falling out of his mouth. It was incredible. I was so yeah. in favor of that press conference. But you know what? I could call uh, Doug Dickey the next day and call me right back. Totally professional guy. Um, yes. A, a guy that just took it. He was just like, yeah, whatever. He knew how everything worked. People today grade what, they, what you say on the radio and what you write, and it's, you know, come on now. Uh, go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. No, no, that's fine. I love hearing you and uh, John Adams debate and talk about the old times. Uh, also, the uh, area right beside the court where the announcers sit, the broadcast row. And the announcers. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we change that? And, and, and this doesn't have anything to do with men's basketball, but women's basketball. And then uh, Brian Rice, we can name it the Ditch Diggers. The what? The, the Ditch Diggers. diggers. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Thank you. I appreciate you. Let me explain that to John. So a couple weeks ago, Brian Rice was on Twitter, and somebody went after him for going after Pruitt. That's what it was. Somebody said, you know, you guys, you love to pile on after the fact. Tony was talking about it in real time, what was going on with Pruitt. But you guys, you know. And he comes back and says, well, you know, if you want to talk about Tony and Russell, Russell Smith, he said, if you, guys want, to, if you want to talk about those guys, he said, look, I'm glad that those guys get a chance to do talk radio, which I'm glad I get Brian Rice's blessing to make a living. He said they could be digging ditches. That's what he said about me. I mean, that's well, Tony. pretty complimentary. If you, if, yeah, if, yeah if, if you were digging ditches, I would be a lot of... There'd be a lot of money in that ditch. Uh, to quote my father, you better go do something not with your hands. He said, you last five minutes in my world. He said, you're lazy. That's what my dad <laughs> told me. My dad goes, you're lazy, and you make me look bad in front of my brothers, because we had a family business. And when they come around, act busy. You know you're not doing anything. I know you're not doing anything. Just act busy. He literally would Man. tell me that. Back he to, was straightforward, wasn't he? Well, he also he didn't pull any punches. At his funeral, I told a story that he said to me, we were going to check the mushroom houses after a wrestling match one night, driving in his old Chevy Love pickup truck, and he said, Tony, I thought he was going to tell me he's really proud of me, you know, for wrestling. He said, it's a really good thing that you're wrestling, man. I said, why is that? He said, you're going to get to learn the pattern of every every uh, light pattern in this in this county before it's over. He goes, that's all you're doing is looking up the lights. Let's go back to the phones and get our next call in. I told that at his funeral. Hello and welcome into our next call. Mag Magarod. Hello, you're on, Mag. What's going on, Tony B? It's Rod in Clarksville. Hey, Rod in Clarksville. Welcome in. I just want to say, uh, we've got to have a box drum section, Tony. A what section? A box drum. Box, what was the second word? Jones, as in Butch Jones. Box oh, drum. a Butch, okay, what are we going to name after Butch Jones in the arena? 
<laughs> the recruiting section. You know what? We could name Press Row after Butch Jones. You could have a nice list there of who's invited there to the game. Be, there could be like a cafe called the Back Pocket. Back Pocket <laughs> Cafe, Brian. That's so good. Back Pocket Cafe. Or you can have you got to have the uh, the five star heart section. Whoa! <laughs> see Rod, see what Thank you've you, done Tom, here. Adam. Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. I got one more, Tony. I'd hit it. Have you ever in your lifetime not had to worry about what recruits we get and we don't get because we know we're going to get the better? Because we never what? Because we know we're finally going to get developed. Well, that's exactly right. Like, I'm not sitting around. I know some people are weeping and gnashing over recruiting because they always focus on the ones that don't get, that you don't land, right? And you know that as well as I do. That's kind of how our fan base is. They obsess over that. As long as this coach is here, like this year, I don't know what's going to happen with Joe Milton. Nobody does. But they will have a quarterback at year's end that's on the field that's playing well, whether it's him or whether it's not, because that's that's what this guy's going to do. My question is, and I'm just you know thinking out loud here, offensive line wise in the future, Rod, we better we better develop some guys this year between now and next season because you look at that roster and they're going to have a real need next year. I understand you. You are telling the truth. That but is you're my man. Thank you, brother. Always good right. hearing from you. Thank you. Tony, that's a uh, transfer portal issue, don't you think? They're going to need immediate help next year in the offensive line. I I would think Ryan Callahan told us a couple days ago, he said two or three. And when they go into the portal, they're going to try to find starters, like immediate help. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they play it. Because for them, they just haven't had – they've had a couple – guys they thought would develop by this point who haven't. It doesn't mean they won't. I mean, how long did it take the right guy to really develop? Yeah, he didn't. He had two very mediocre years to start out, even though he started as a true freshman, but where people were already beginning to write him off as a bust, a five-star signee. That's right. And he becomes a top 10 NFL draft pick. So so I'm trying to yeah. be careful when we talk about the offensive line because I am telling people that in camp they're very concerned, which they are very concerned. My people tell me they're people I talk to, see, see practice, go to practice every day, people we've had a relationship with down through the years, they're very concerned. Coaches are concerned. But that doesn't mean that the backline guys can't develop in time. They're just not developed yet. Which means well, if you get yeah. another injury... You get another injury on top of Cooper Mays going into that Virginia game, you're in big trouble. I think much of the concern emanates from Cooper's injury, though. Sure. Don't you? I mean, if he's healthy, we probably wouldn't be talking as much about that. Well, Matt made a really great point about him that, absent of him, Tennessee's tempo just isn't the same. I mean, he's low-key. I mean, Matt, you ranked him what on the offense? Your second most important guy? Is that Was that the number you put him yeah, at, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, second second behind quarterback, yeah. Pretty prominent role. I mean, he's pretty good center for them. He's actually a perfect center for their offense, what they're trying to do. And he's a smart guy. He's like his dad. 
Smart Since, guy. Because this is a, an unusual offense, because it's so up-tempo, so yeah. fast, Yeah. in terms of the recruiting, they need to pinpoint a guy that can play that position because in high school, it's you know how it is. The best linemen don't play center. And and so you go they go to college, the best linemen, and they'll convert somebody to center. But they in this offense I think it helps to have a guy that can really play that position and has experience at it. Like He's gotta natural. be gotta be good too yeah. though. I mean yeah. But the funny thing about him, right? Being ending up being such a valuable player is that the book on him when they signed him was, well, they took him because of his brother, and he's an undersized guy. Yeah, he's undersized. He might be the most important lineman, which is really, it's interesting how things work out, you know, just a little food for thought there. My friends at Zen Sports, you know, look, football season is almost here. Brian, what did we say the number is in the uh, Hawaii game? It's about the 17. 17 and a half, I, I believe. Yeah. I was looking at the Zen Sports app a moment ago. Look, week zero is here. There's no better time to make the switch to Zen Sports. Fastest growing sports book in Tennessee, revolutionizing the way that you bet on sports because they have a cash rewards program. And look, you've got that Vandy game this weekend. We played down there in the heat. And, and I'm going I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw you something here. I'm saying right now, Brian, can we get a position statement in here? I'm taking the rainbow and the cover. Year two of Clark Lee, the rainbow and the cover. Brian, do you feel that? I uh, I got the rainbows myself. All right, we're taking the rainbow and the cover. When Brian Hartman says you take the rainbow, you take the rainbows and the cover. Uh, Going to bring it back to the island. And you know, you know that our guy Nico will be watching that because you know we'll have some friends on that team. I don't think that's a stretch, John, to think that Nico would have some friends playing on Hawaii's team. Do you, John? Maybe Nico will go to the game. Maybe Nico will be down there. Hey, what if they slipped him in at quarterback as a ringer? John, what's the total people that attend that game? Thousands. Let's get real here. Uh, okay. okay. Okay, hang on. Uh, I asked George Plaster there down his show. I love Plaster. He's kind of a Vandy guy, but I asked Plaster. 20,000. I said, George, 98-degree day, 20,000. Now, are we going to come again here? What do you say, John? Well, we talk about announced crowds. Yes. It's a big difference in people actually in the seats. I would probably go eight or nine thousand. Thank you. So I'm taking Vanderbilt to lay down and for Hawaii to cover the points. And here's the bottom line: when you sign up for Zen Sports and you use the code TN Tony, you're going to earn a welcome bonus that gives you five percent cash back on your total betting volume for your first fifteen days of betting. Boom! Right back to you. It's real money. This is not like funny money. Some of the other people, oh, we're going to put this in your account. It's credit. No, 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 no. This is money you can withdraw. This is real money. This is cashola. 5% cash back on your total play. No limit on how much you can earn as a cash rebate on your bets. And the bottom line is, in addition to their cash rewards program, Zen also has the easiest to understand sportsbook experience in the state. It's not close. That means you don't need to scroll through hundreds of bets to find the game that you're 
uh, looking for. You click on it, you pinpoint it, and it brings up everything about the game. You can make parlays easily with their simple-to-use interface. Even I understand it, and that includes same-day parlays. So what are you waiting for? Stop wasting your time and your money betting on other sports book to earn credits or points or funny money. Earn real money. Real cash rewards with Zen Sports. Download the app today at zensports.com. Your wallet will thank you later. And you've got to be 21 or over in the state to bet. 800-889-9789 if you have a gambling problem. Let's go back to the phones. I'm losing my voice. I love the fall when it gets here or August <clears throat> allergy season. Hello and welcome in. Hi, you're on the air. I can't hear you. Hello. Let's try this again. Oh, you know why I can't hear you? I had the wrong button up. Hello and welcome in. Now I can hear you. Hey, Tone. It's Parker from Morristown. Parker, we call that operator air where I come from. Go right ahead, hey, my man. friend. We're all allowed. Hey, you get two serves in tennis, right? It's there you okay. go. Thank you, brother. Um, no, I got a name. Uh, has somebody already done Derek Dooley for mm-hmm. a, a part of uh, Thompson Bowling Arena? No. What are we going to name after Dooley? Okay. We have the Dare, presented by Alumni Hall, the Derek Dooley men's wear section. But there's a catch, okay? Yes. In order to get the discount on the clothing, any patron has to... Fully recite Pythagorean's theorem. <laughs> Dolly was the weirdest. John, what did you think of Dolly? He wasn't successful, but because he was entertaining. Um, he was entertaining. Yeah, he was entertaining. He was, I think he's a bright guy. He wasn't. He wasn't a great football coach, obviously. No. But I think he was a pretty bright guy. Is he still in coaching? Do we know what Derek Dolly's doing now? We've lost kind of track of him. Isn't he? Do you know Parker? Does he was name? down at Alabama. He was down at Alabama. Well, that's right. And they caught him at Neyland Stadium after the game, eating, eating spaghetti like and meatball, eating spaghetti out of a bowl. While everybody was I celebrating, he was eating spaghetti and meatball. What's well, a great, great, great visual too? Him eating. He, he's a he's a senior offensive analyst for the Crimson Tide, so he can't find a job. Which is weird because. Doesn't he have a law degree? He has a law degree. Sure does. And he's such a nice guy. He's such fun to be around. Um, Tony, I don't know if y'all talked about it, but I want to get your thoughts before I jump off of here. Did you see what Brett Yormark said to Texas Tech's coach about Texas? It's one of the uh, strongest, uh, perhaps most inappropriate coaches, uh, comments you'll ever hear from a commissioner of a conference. But that fits his profile. He, he's got no love loss for uh, Texas and Oklahoma. He wants Texas Tech to take care of business against the Longhorns. I mean, I, Literally while they're in the league. I mean, you don't think they're yeah. going to get jobbed in games, do you? I mean, come on now. I Those of you that follow wrestling, send your bad guy ref out there to job them. <laughs> you think about well, that. Surely Texas has to respond, right? Like, I, I would assume they would say, hey, let's get a Big Ten crew or an SEC crew in here just for that game. I mean, my gosh. The Del Conte guy had a quote last night that I linked in the blog today, tclub.team, that said something of the effect, we realize that we are in a, um, how did he put it, not 
a non-competitive situation, but we're going to be at a disadvantage, basically. When your athletic director and your commissioner are going back and forth, probably probably a little bit of sports entertainment right there when the game's played. I don't know if I would trust what, what's going to happen from the officials on the field there. I'm not saying that those guys are shady, but, John, it would not be uh, outside of the realm of possibility for this guy, if he says that kind of thing publicly, to say to these officials, I want to see us get a good whistle. Uh, yeah, if it's a close call, uh, you know where your be- bread's. Bread is butter. Yeah, let's act yeah. like we're in Rupp Arena. <laughs> Back in the day. Hey, thanks, thanks, Tony. I'm going to get off. Thank thanks. you. Thank you. Appreciate you, brother. So Derek Dooley gets a menswear section. I think that's well played. John, would you give me a letter grade on how the uh, audience has done thus far with this topic that I just came to me just out of the ether while we were on the air, which occurs when... Uh, you're around me. Well, I I think the audience has done great on this. Uh, yeah, I well, really I do. I, I mean, some of, and some of them I, I didn't get right away, and and then you fill me in, and very impactful. I think they've been very creative on this, and I kind of thought they would be because uh, maybe some some callers out there that I expected to hear from. And have it such as because I you did well, this a couple of weeks ago. I don't want to call I don't want to call names, but I just think I think the suggestions have been so good that some callers might be intimidated into call like oh I, I can't compete with that. Yeah, and so they they back off. Polish Joe has a suggestion. He texted to Matt. Okay, go ahead, Matt. Read me that moron suggestion because he's a moron. Go ahead, Matt. Well, it, it you know it's fair. He's, he he said he's he's working and, and can't call in today, but his and this is Polish Joe's, not mine. He said the the Rick Barnes emergency exits because of his early March at exits. That's terrible. I'm gonna leave that out of the blog, man. Why are you guys picking on poor Rick Barnes? And I bet he called him. I will let Polish Joe know he did. Be honest. Did he call him Barnes or Bruins in that text? Go ahead. Be honest with me now. There's no way he called him Barnes. He actually called him Rick Barnes. I was I was surprised by that. Wow. Well, he was being very serious, I guess. Polish show you. I'm going to be serious. Like you're an one-time imbe- caller, PJ. You're an imbecile. Let's go back to the phones. I'm being serious. How you like those apples? Hello and welcome into our next call. Lines are jammed. Plus, we've got three requests over on Twitter spaces. Everybody's going to speak. It's going to be unbelievable. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tom, it's Rusty. Yo. Hey, um, I have my section, but first I just want to say I'm I'm so proud of you saying that being positive and saying Tennessee could blow out Alabama. Not that they will, or not that you expect it, just that it could happen if Milrow was the quarterback. Hey, when you put, J- when that, you put that Milrow guy out on the field, you are limiting what you can score on a football field. John would, would agree with that. Year, what, would happen la- what would have happened last year if Milrow would have played for them against us? John, what would have happened if Milrow would have been the quarterback? Oh, my gosh. Bryce Young... That that game was Bryce Young. It was pretty much Bryce Young. I mean, it would have been a one-sided game. Maybe something like, what, 52 to 27? 
friend of mine, friend of mine over in the Carolinas said it's almost <clears throat> guy I know, media person. Said it's almost fa- unfair what's going to happen to Young on a football field this year. <clears throat> the offensive Ooh. line they're going to put around him. Ooh. Yeah. He's so little, hey, so and they're going to throw him out there. They need to. They need to let him sit there for three years till they get an offensive line. Because that he, makes no sense to invest that kind of money in a quarterback that talented and then have no protection. John, he <coughs> is taking a beating. They're saying he is going well, to take. He could be the next David Carr, great college quarterback, great NFL prospect with the Houston Texans. They were so bad, they ruined his career. He started right away. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. Go ahead, Rusty. I'm sorry. No, that's my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, it's going to be brutal over there for him. Uh, Yeah. I I feel sorry for him. Um, My section would be the first 20 rows on either sideline. Brought to you by Life Alert. That's really ignorant. But I'm gonna put it I'm gonna put it in the blog. Oh Has my no one mentioned gosh. the uh the Ernest Hub buffet line yet? John Brian. Brian, you're really uh, misbehaving today with this. You are the, the Ernie the Ernie. You've been around me line. too long. You you really are taking some cheap shots here. Rusty, anything else for us? I got one other section. I don't know where to put it, and yeah. I don't know the brand. But who makes really who makes really good track suits for men? Because that would be the Dave Hart so and so track suit section. When Dave Hart and Rusty, I thank you to explain that to John. What Thanks. game were they at, Matt Dixon? What game were they at when Dave Hart showed up in that at 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 Oklahoma? All white suit. Do you remember it, John? The all-white tracksuit when he was out there talking to Dolly? The I do. dumbest. I think I do. The dumbest he looking. He was talking to Butch. That makes it worse. The dumbest looking thing I've ever seen. Did he hire Butch? Did Hart hire yes, Butch? Yes, he did. Yes, he had a gut feeling. That was his ultimate way to hire, reason for hiring him. He just had a gut feeling. I wonder if Dave Hart would say Butch Jones was the only person he offered the job to. As we come back on the other side, eight six five two. I like Butch Jones as a count. Or, um, uh, not Butch Jones. Butch Jones. Hey, that's how good. I'll give. Uh, I'll. I, I. And I said this yesterday, I, and I wrote it in the blog today. I give our current AD a lot of credit. Because I thought he was crazy when they went after Brian Kelly. He knew Brian Kelly was available. Now, Brian Kelly wasn't going to take this job because he wasn't going to walk into a hot mess. But he gets a lot of credit, John, for that being the first guy that he went after. I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, I mean, Brian Kelly, uh, he, let's face it, Josh Heupel, and that makes his success even more remarkable. He came into an awful situation awful. when he was hired. Off. A depleted roster. Some, you know, you lose ten starters uh, to transfers. Uh, yeah. So Brian Kelly just—he's not leaving Notre Dame for that. 
But it does show he was ready to leave for the right situation. Yep. And he told Tennessee that in Orlando. You he know, said, look, I got this Catholic, I got this uh, a Notre Dame background. I'm from there. We can get this guy. I, I have a relationship with him, blah, 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 all those things. It would be interesting one day down the line to hear Kelly talk about that. He's not going to say anything now. But, you know, down the line, if he says, you know, you know, I really thought about, I really thought about that Tennessee. Or when they approach me, you know. They got me to thinking about maybe it's time for me to get out of here. Or maybe he was entertaining people behind the scenes all this time and we didn't know it. But it just seemed like a guy that had grown up, Catholic guy like him, you're at the university. Why would you leave? Like to me, when I first heard Tennessee was going after him, I'm like, that would never, ever, ever happen. And a year later, he left for a Southeastern Conference job, which means that Danny White knows what he's doing. I mean, I know Danny wants everybody to think that this is the first choice. And if that's the first choice, you'd have brought him up on the airplane with you. We all know that. It's okay. It's okay you got to where you got. Go ahead, Matt. Well, I, I well, was just say, Go ahead, Brian. No, go ahead, Matt. I, I was just going to say, I think that also says a lot about Brian Kelly because he had it made at Notre Dame, but he wants to win a national championship. And that, that's why I think he'll ultimately succeed down there. Yep. And that's, you know, one of the premier jobs in the country. But it, it said, I mean, look at Lincoln Riley. He ran from Oklahoma to go to, to USC, um, to, to have a much easier schedule, kind of running from the SEC. Brian Kelly came here when he had every reason not to. And you know what's interesting too, John? Is and Tennessee could have had Kelly, like, was it when they hired Dooley? Was that when they, yeah, they, they should have really hired had Brian Kelly? Yeah, they could have really had him then. But what's really interesting, too, let's say either he or James Franklin, who they got involved with, would have taken the job. Would they be in the spot they're in right now, John? I think this guy has him in better shape going into year three. With everything that's happened, his unconventional way, I think they're in a better spot right now than they would be with either one of those other two guys. And I think Franklin's a very good coach as well. Well, both of those guys are proven. Uh, what Franklin did at Vanderbilt may never be equaled. Yes, I, I don't think you know, it will uh, ever be equaled. So I, yeah. I guess with uh, uh, Brian Kelly's track record speaks for itself. He's won everywhere he's been. He would have won in Tennessee. However, could he have gone eleven and two and been top ten in his second season at Tennessee? No way. I don't think. Oh, and I think a lot of it has to do, again, this is not a a typical football coach in Josh Heupel. He's one of these offensive savants who's yep. got a system that just works and, and nobody's really, nobody's really, cont- I think they figured it out. Yeah. They know what they do, but they, but they can't rein it in. And you have to have Georgia-like de- talent on defense to do so, so. It would be hard for me to think they could be better off with any one of those guys. Now, I think eventually, I mean, if Tennessee has a coach of that caliber with its resources, it's going to be successful. Yes. But, but the, to me, the extra, the extra boost Tennessee got with Josh Heupel is the entertainment value. I mean, this team is fun to watch with that offense. I mean, even if you lose, I know it lost that Music City ball to Purdue. That was a pretty fun game to watch if you didn't have a rooting interest in it. It was a pretty fun game to watch. And he's just always going to score points, and that's what college football is about now, scoring a lot of points. One of the funnest games in the last 10 years in major college football 
was at night that Michael Crabtree and Texas Tech beat Texas. And that is what people from thousands of miles away, when they turn Tennessee on, that's the expectation that you have. I don't know what we're going to see tonight, but it's going to be it's going to be explosive. It's going to be fun. They're the San Diego Chargers, for those of us who are alive in the 70s and 80s, of Don Coriel. That's what they are. I mean, this is full-color football that the Vols are playing, and we'll continue on the other side. we got calls galore here, stacked and packed. TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime coming your way. It's all ahead. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today. 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business 
Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Spring is here and we are ready. We carry a full line of steel, echo, and chindala yard equipment. We also have a great selection of grass seed, fertilizer, and garden supplies. With the most knowledgeable sales staff in southern middle Tennessee, come check us out at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.